I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is hour number two of the Great Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a superb hour coming up for you as lots of college basketball chatter is going to be happening in this hour. As joining me in 15 minutes, we're going to be joined by Rob Donaldson. He does tremendous work with the show slash podcast, Rob's Best Bet Show. Go to youtube.com slash Rob Donaldson. He's doing tremendous work there, and he's going to be joining me to take a look at what is a slammed college basketball Thursday. We've got 60 games on the card. Couple with that, we're going to be taking a look at what we're getting in the NFL postseason as well as we're getting set for what is going to be two tremendous games. So I'm going to get you guys covered there. We're going to get you guys my DK Network right up here in a second. As if you're watching live, we're getting the conclusion of Colorado versus Washington. That is an over that I gave out on the show yesterday as our write-up. And well, that did and that hit very easily. Right now we're at 174 points with the closing seconds happening. And that total is 156. So good to be able to get a nice winner there and that's what we're going to be aiming to do for Thursday. And what we've got to do is give O to the one team that never, ever lets us down. Colorado and Washington, they came through us through for us on Wednesday. But as we know, there are sometimes I am looking at you, New Orleans, in terms of teams that they don't come through. And then there are teams that do the team behind the scenes here at Vison every single time. Absolutely immaculate work. You've got my producer, Dan. He does a great job setting up all these tremendous guest lists. I know he's gotten a little bit hot in the UFC as well. Unfortunately, we don't have any fights this week, but I know he does a tremendous job on that front. Dan, every single time I am in here with him, he always makes sure that I am prepared, on point, ready to go, and he's always helping me out with a smile. So we always do appreciate him. If you're listening live on vsin.com, and we're all over the country, you're able to listen via the iHeartRadio app, terrestrial radio via sports map radio like you might be listening a little bit after the fact it is our good friend taylor who does a tremendous job setting up all the audio as our audio engineer on the ones and twos and then you might be listening to that podcast you're able to get the podcast version of every single show here at visa by going to visa.com slash podcast 
whether that be the Greg Peterson experience, follow the money, a numbers game, sharp money, the handle, you're able to go down the list. All the shows, they're all there every single hour. And I know that Jaren's is doing a tremendous job on that front. And couple with that, if you're on our Twitter slash X feed at VEASAN Live, Jaren's does a great job posting up all the video highlights from everything that we're getting on today's program. So he does a tremendous job on that front. And then one of the most difficult jobs here at VEASAN is making me look halfway presentable for a video slash moving picture format. And Alexis always does a tremendous job. Alexis is also responsible for all the great graphics that you see on your screen. So if you're watching on YouTube TV, VEASAN.com, wherever you get VEASAN as I know we were part of like that when you were able to sign up for the uh, like Sunday ticket and what have you. I know that VEASAN is doing a great job of being able to expand video options on in more and more markets all across the country. And Alexis, her great work, I'm sure is playing a big role in that as she always makes things look very presentable here on the show. So we appreciate everyone behind the scenes and because they do great work, we need to be keeping it going with the DK Network write-ups. We were going a little bit cold there. We hit a little bit of a losing streak and then Colorado versus Washington decided to not play a lick of defense. So we're back on track there at 46 and 33 for the season. So it's been a good year thus far and we are going to be looking at the West Coast once again as we can go with one of the bigger games on the card. 809-810 on the betting board. Gonzaga plays host to San Francisco. The Dons open up as a 10-point underdog. Now we're seeing them as a 9-point underdog. Total on this game is 151. For San Francisco, I feel like I do a write-up on them against Gonzaga every single year. I'm not even kidding. This is like four straight years in which I've taken Gonzaga in this matchup, and we're going to do it once again. And this is by far the best San Francisco team that I feel like I've seen. And that includes the team that made the NCAA tournament because this San Francisco team is like going to the dentist. It is absolutely no fun to play against these guys as the Dons are 10th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. And it's absolutely remarkable what you're seeing from this team from a rebound rate because this is a San Francisco team that they're allowing opponents to grab a rebound on just 21.3% of their missed shots. That ranks 17th in all of college basketball. Their overall rebound rate is in the top 25 nationally. This despite the fact that they have one player that gives you north of three and a half rebounds per game. That'd be Jonathan Mogbo, and you really do have a big three for this team. You've got Mogbo, who's able to give you a double-double. He has been tremendous for this front. You've got Marcus Williams. He's able to give you about 14 to 15 points per contest. He's a relatively solid three-point shooter. He's able to give you three assists per contest. And then you've got one of the most underrated and one of the best Swiss Army Knights in all of college basketball. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the last name, so I'm just going to give you the nickname Old Mongolian Mike who comes in from Dayton, and I absolutely love this guy's game. He does a tremendous job being able to give you about nine points, three assists, a steal. He stands right around like six foot eight. He's stroking it at 37.5% from three-point range. Oh, yeah, and by the way, Malik Thomas, the transfer from USC, who was just a complete and utter afterthought after being a top one recruit, he's come in, and all of a sudden, he's been able to elevate this team as well. You take a look at what he's been able to do ever since his team played against Seattle in the non-conference portion of the season, and he has been nothing short of tremendous. Last 10 games, 16.5 points, 3.5 boards, shooting 37.8% from three and 87.5% at the free throw line, going against the Gonzaga team that this just isn't your father's Gonzaga team. As we're taking a look at my DK Network right up right here on the Greg Peterson Experience of Visa, the Sports Bank Network, and for Gonzaga, they have ranked in the top seven nationally in terms of two-point shooting percentage. And every year since the beginning of the 2015-16 season, 
but this team is starting to slip a little bit. They're down to 15th in the country with this regard. Now, I will say this bunch is still a relatively solid offensive team. They're only turning the ball over about 11 and a half times for contest, but maybe I'm just being a little bit too harsh. Maybe I just didn't understand his game to start with, but Ryan Nemart has been quite a disappointment coming in in the transfer portal. I recognize he's still giving you about double figures and five assists per contest, but he's turning the ball over a lot, shooting less than 30% from three-point range, and Gonzaga just doesn't have that one alpha dog score like we've seen in the past years. Drew Timmy ran out of eligibility after 500 million billion years. He decided that he was going to be moving on to the NBA, actually. I don't think he ran out of eligibility. He could have been back probably to do the Van Wilder 2.0 tour, but he decided not to, but... For this Gonzaga team, you're missing a lot of those guys like a Julian Strother that's able to stroke him from three as you've got a Gonzaga team that's outside the top 200 with regards to their three-point shooting percentage. Now, you do have guys like a Ben Gregg, great name, by the way. He's able to give you about like 10 points per contest. Dusty Stromer, he's able to do some solid work. But really, your main two guys are Anton Watson along with Graham E.K. They both give you 7.4 rebounds per game, 15-plus points. And these are legitimately your best three-point shooters. They combine to shoot about 40% from three-point range, and for as much as we talk up this San Francisco defense, what they're also doing a good job of is being able to be consistent on offense. 42nd in the country in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. Now, do I have to give a little bit of credit where credit is due? Last year, Gonzaga was a mess on defense. Last year, Gonzaga was outside the top 125. There's points a lot on a per-possession basis. They've crept into the top 60, but what I think is going to be tough for Gonzaga in this one San Francisco has been terrific at being able to generate turnovers. A rock-solid 19th in the country in terms of turnovers for us on a per-offensive play basis. And if you take a look at the San Francisco team, I was alluding to it, 10th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, it elevates on the road. They're actually 8th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis in a road-slash-shoot-record environment. These are a bunch of guys that have lost time and time again at the kennel. They are sick of it. They are tired of it. This is the most con this is the most vulnerable Gonzaga has been in a long time. And I think that San Francisco is really going to be taking it to Gonzaga. Even with the line move, my write-up is still on San Francisco. Personally, I felt like they should have been a five and a half point underdog. I think that Gonzaga is being propped up. I think that they're being overvalued based on name recognition. And this is a Don team that is ready to be able to make a run perhaps to the NCAA tournament if they can get this win. I also do think that the total is set too high. Gonzaga playing much better on defense this year than they did in past years. They've slowed down their tempo and San Francisco, they stick you in the mud with their defense. So semi-total at a 145 and a half. I'm looking at the under and my write-up. That is going to be taking a look at the points with the Dons as We've got ourselves some really good action that's going to be happening on this college basketball Thursday. We looked at one of the later games on the card. So how about if we go with an early game, and how about if we go with a game that is going to be impactful in the CAA? This is 755-756 on the betting board. We go from a total north of 150 to a total sub-130. Drexel is on the road facing off against Towson. Towson is a one-to-one-and-a-half point favorite. Total is between 124 and 125. I full, fully agree with the line movement in this one because with Towson, they open up in this game as a pick -em. The money is cer certainly starting to come in on Towson, and I felt like Towson should have been the three-point favorite. I'm going to be willing to lay the number. I bet a lot of people would not know that these are two of the top 25 teams in all of college basketball with regards to rebound rate. There is some good basketball being played out there in what is now known as the Coastal Conference as for Drexel Amari Williams. 
He gives you 11 points, eight boards, a little bit over a block per contest. He is a stalwart down low. Charles Thompson on the flip side for Towson. He's been able to give you about eight and a half rebounds per game. He has been pretty superb for this team. And what has been really interesting with this Drexel team is that we have seen this be really a tale of two seasons for them. Out of conference, this team could not get to 70 points to save their lives. Ever since CAA play has started in a CAA that, by the way, is seeing some varying styles. Either you're playing a whole heck of a lot of defense or you're playing none at all. But this is a Drexel team that all of a sudden, they've been able to get to at least 77 points in six out of their last seven games. It has come out of absolutely nowhere whatsoever. But now you face off against a Towson team that's been able to do a solid job of being able to guard the three-point arc. And Nenda Turk, who led all of college basketball there is steals per game two seasons ago. He was ineligible to begin the season for Towson. He was one of those two-time transfers that they weren't allowing to play. Well, he's been out there on the floor, and he's been able to really elevate this Towson team in nine games out there. He's given you 10.5 points, about 2.5 assists, two steals per contest, and he really helps out a team that needed a little bit of a spark in the backcourt. Frontcourt was just fine, but now you've got Christian May, Tyler Tejada, who have been able to shoot in the neighborhood about 37% from three-point range between the two of them. Towson now generating more turnovers. I think that Towson going to be able to clean things up on their home floor. They're going to be able to reduce the turnovers just a touch and get the job done. I do like Towson and at a total of uh, less than a 125, looking at the under and coming up next, going to be taking a look at the NFL slate with Rob Donaldson right here on the Great Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Put the VSN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with the VSN Pro subscription. Because you are a loyal listener to the Greg Peterson experience, you get a discount on this as well. You're able to get your first year for $199 by utilizing the promo code for the show of Greg. My name, G R E G. Get access to everything that you do. 
that you love about VSIN, including our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has a hot hand on their picks, betting splits to show you where the money and the bets are moving on every game, premium analysis, betting systems, 24 7 video access. Plus, you're getting in. Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite player props. Remember, utilize that promo code Greg. You're able to get your first year of VSIN Pro All Access for a discount rate of $199 by doing so over at VSIN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by this man, Rob Donaldson. He does absolutely tremendous work with the show slash podcast, Rob's Best Best Show. And Rob, it is great to have you aboard, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Greg. It was a good night of betting, and it was a fun night just for for games in general. And, man, we are in the thick of it for college basketball. NFL is now moving by the wayside. College football was first. Now NFL is kind of dissipating. And this is is our time of year, man. It's an exciting time. Oh, it certainly is. And we have to keep hold of everything humanly possible that we've got with the NFL. We've got three games remaining, and... How about if we run through both of those? And before we do, I've been asking a lot of our guests this, and I want to ask you the exact same thing. With this having now only two games for the slate this week, and then you've obviously got the Super Bowl, where I feel like you can bet on the Super Bowl and at the same time, at the same time, like parlay it with the Westminster Dog Show. I mean, it's just a little bit of everything <laughs> that happens with regards to the Super Bowl, but with an expanded menu now. Is there anything that you take a look at that you wouldn't normally bet in the NFL that you might be willing to do so this week, whether that be like a random player prop, whether that be like an exact, is there anything that you do different this week or is it pretty status quo? You know, what's really telling, I think, in the NFL in terms of just like the playoff structure is you're going to see usage for certain guys who maybe you had scattered moments throughout the season really get an uptick. I mean, just kind of look back to um this Bucks um playoff run that they just went on and unfortunately ended. Um, one of the guys they were really getting involved was Kate Otten, and so I ended up taking him to score a touchdown, him to go over in receiving yards the last time out, and he ended up just kind of obliterating all of those bets for me. And it's just it's just because when a guy when a team is kind of falling into a rhythm, go, targeting a certain player, you can really capitalize on it because of the name value maybe isn't there with that player. And so that's definitely a market that I'm going to be more keen on during these limited slates. And then obviously the sides and totals are always just going to be at play. But yeah, certainly the player prop market is something I take a closer look at for sure. Yep, no question about it. I do think that it lends for some really good opportunities. And I do think that there's going to be plenty of opportunity when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens game. This is a game of which we're seeing like half a books at three and a half. Other half at four. It's more of a East Coast books are mostly at a four in the spot. More of the books out here in lovely Las Vegas. You're seeing a three and a half. And total on this game, you're finding it right around about a 44 and a half. How do you evaluate this sort of a matchup? Because I do think that with the Kansas City Chiefs, they're outgunned from a roster perspective. But at the same time, they've got the ultimate equalizer in Patrick Mahomes, who just time and time again, he always seems to find a way to get the job done in these sort of spots. Yeah, it's really hard to kind of bet against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs when they're getting more than a field goal. That said, at some point, you kind of got to feel like these miscues are going to bite the Chiefs um, that have kind of been happening all season on the offensive end. I mean, we kind of talked about it with the Bills and Tyler Bass and their special teams unit in that Pittsburgh game, just kind of looking like a mess. And what happens? It comes back to bite them in a spot where they needed that, that unit to step up. Well, now you're going up against the Ravens defense who has made a lot of good quarterbacks look absolutely awful in certain spots this year. 
I, I think the Ravens are going to lay it on here, and I think they're going to do it in convincing fashion over a team that a lot of people are in love with. Yep, when it comes to this spot, I do think that it's going to be such a fun game to take a look at the Chiefs in the AFC title game for a sixth straight year, but the Baltimore Ravens, they have been the most consistent team in the NFL really all season long, and I feel like they were really able to shine in that Christmas Day game against the San Francisco 49ers. We shall see if we get a rematch of that. As joining me on the show, we do have Rob Donaldson. Does great work with the Rob's Best Bet Show. Joining me on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. And in terms of that Ravens versus Chiefs game, is there any player props that you would be taking a look at? Or is it just one of these cases where you're going to be looking a little bit more at just the side and total in this one? You know, it's going to be pretty interesting because I think it's going to be really heavily favored towards the under in that ball game. And so maybe even kind of looking at an angle like Patrick Mahomes under on passing yards or just kind of fading the, the Mahomes perception a little bit in this matchup, I think would be the angle that I would be more keen on rather than a player going over on yards or touchdowns or whatnot. Yep, I do think that that's a good way of being able to play. And then how about if we take a look at the other matchup that we've got? This is the Lions versus the San Francisco 49ers with the 49ers, a seven-point favorite every single time. We get off of seven. It comes right back to it. I was seeing a six and a half here at Circa a little bit earlier in the week. That got snatched up every time it's one to seven and a half in this one. It's been snatched up with people wanting to bet the Lions. So right now we're sitting at seven total on this game is 51. How do you evaluate a matchup where the Lions certainly have been rough with their defense to say the least, but Jared Goff has performed his best whenever, best whenever the uh, conditions are not adverse, and it does seem like we're going to get better weather out there this week in San Francisco rather than last week. Yeah, minimum minimal breeze, a 50 to 60 kind of degree weather, and really no precipitation. I, I think that's perfect playoff weather when you're talking about a matchup with two quarterbacks who have had their struggles when it comes to adverse conditions outside. And, you know, Jared Goff in this particular matchup, First time playing outside of a dome structure all playoff season. So how does that kind of factor in? Um, and Brock Purdy obviously just went through the, the absolute trenches with this rain, freezing rain that was coming down against Green Bay. And even though the Niners defense is a great unit, there was a lot of times in that Green Bay matchup where they were almost on the cusp of giving up touchdowns and even pick sixes that were left on the board. So when you're kind of thinking about good conditions, quarterbacks that are kind of playing in these favorable conditions, that have had a good track record with these conditions. You look at that over a 51 points, and that's kind of what I'm targeting as my bet in this game. Yep, and when it comes to the Detroit Lions, I think that it is going to be interesting to look at them from a side perspective as well, because I do think that the big key is Jared Goff being able to protect the ball. He has done a relatively solid job all season long, and I don't know if you view it this way, but the way that I'm sort of taking a look at this matchup as I am TBD with regards to whether or not I'm going to be willing to lay the number with the 49ers or take a look at the Lions. Certainly, I'm hoping that we see either a 6.5 or a 7.5 pop up again. That'll make it a little bit easier on myself. But the way that I'm looking at the Lions is if Jared Goff throws an interception, I think that's a little bit doomsday. Meanwhile, if he's able to keep a clean sheet, I do think that it bodes relatively well for them. I'm not sure if you view this the same way, but I think that that's one of the biggest keys in this game. Yeah, it's going to come down to turnovers on one side or the other. I mean, Jared Goff has kind of dodged a lot of turnovers, but Brock Purdy has as well in this playoff system. And I'm kind of right there with you. So I'm riding the Lions future at plus 900 to win the <laughs> NFC in this game. So that's kind of has my heart a little bit. And at the same time, I think minus seven for the 49ers is probably the play that I would make. So 
I got to find a little bit of a balance here. And the worst possible outcome, I think, for me, if, if I do bet 49ers minus seven, would obviously be a Lions three or four point loss. <laughs> yeah, then you'd be in sort of no man's land. But I do think that this is going to be a really interesting game. And I do think that there is certainly a game script for a lot of points to be scored. It all depends upon whether or not the 49ers want to put the ball in the air as well as when you've got a guy by the name of Christian McCaffrey, you know, we keep the ball on the ground, but that guy's pretty good at scoring as well. So we've got ourselves two tremendous games out there in the NFL. And before we hit a little bit of college basketball on the flip side, I do want to get your thoughts on the big news that we did see in the NFL with Jim Harbaugh deciding that he's going to go to the Chargers because to me, this just really wasn't too much of a surprise. I think that the Chargers made a great hire. I don't think that there's any question about that, but the way that I'm viewing it is I want to see what happens with the Falcons along with the Washington Commanders with regards to their vacancies because I feel like those are two that they can really shape how this coaching carousel is going to be going this offseason, one that I think might be one of the best we've ever seen. Yeah, it really just takes that first domino to fall, right, before everything kind of falls after it. And once the next one is likely Bill Belichick or a Mike Vrabel announcement, and I think that would be the next big one to go. And usually it happens before the Super Bowl, those types of announcements too. So it could be coming days. I, I think the both spots are really interesting in terms of the Falcons and just having that dynamic at play in terms of the Patriots and what they want to do. Um, obviously, Drab Mayo took over there, but now it's it's just so it feels like a wild open type NFL season. And who knows if a, a coordinator ends up leaving and that opens up another spot as well. I I'm really liking this NFL carousel. It's probably one of the most exciting ones we've seen in quite some time. Yep, it certainly is. And Bill Belichick going to Chick-fil-A in a full suit is something that I want to see a little bit more of as well. I absolutely love it. Sometimes before the show, I have to go out in full suit and make a purchase at like a local grocery store. So it always makes me feel good about that. I always feel tremendous when Rob Donaldson is on the show as well. He does great work with the Rob's Best Best Show. And coming up next, we're going to be diving in on a big college basketball Thursday with him right here on the Great Beers and Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Thomas Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with your tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and so much more. You're going to love every single bite. It's an Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash VSIN, you're able to get four free air chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free juicy boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Always great to be joined by this man, Rob Donaldson. He does a great job with the show slash podcast, Rob's Best Bet Show. Go to youtube.com slash Rob Donaldson. He's got you covered there. And Rob, let's take a look at this college basketball Thursday that I always love to say this about the college basketball Thursday. It's this way every single year. You don't necessarily have a lot of sizzle. The only real top 25 team that we've got is Arizona, but we've got steak. Omaha steaks are very good. And so is the steak on the Thursday college basketball card. And I know you've got a big play out there in the Atlantic sun. Bellarmine plays those in North Florida. I'm seeing this number at four in some spots. Most places are offering a three with North Florida being the favorite total is 142 and fully recognize that Bellarmine has not been great thus far this season, but I feel like we're overrating a North Florida team that I just don't know what they really do well. 
Yeah, especially going on the road and especially going up against the Bellarmine team that is under the tutelage of Scott Davenport, who's been one of the longest tenured coaches at one stop in all of college basketball right now. And in all of his years, whether it was D2 or whether it was in D1, they've never had a losing conference record. Well, now they're 0-4, hunting that first win in conference play. I think this could be it. And, and I do think that Bellarmine is going to have a much better sustained play down the stretch here in conference play too. So yeah, getting three and a half, even the four that you mentioned, I, those are great numbers. And I think they win this thing outright. Yep, I'm actually personally going to be bypassing the points. You're probably going to be able to get north of plus 125 on the money line, and that's where my allegiances are going to be. So we are both in lockstep there. I know that that's really the play that you're looking at the most with regards to Thursday, but I know you've got plenty of plays on this card, and I feel like we're in lockstep on this one as well. John Zag is playing us to San Francisco. This is my right of pick. I'm taking San Francisco. Even though the number has fallen from the opener of 10 to 9, I still think that there's tons of value here with a San Francisco team that has been tremendous offensively going up against the Gonzaga team that they're just not the team that we've seen in past years. Yeah, and last time out, San Francisco losing by 17 to St. Mary's actually, I think, helps us and gives us that benefit with this line because a lot of people just kind of look at these brands and see... Oh, Gonzaga, good. St. Mary's, good. San Francisco, ah, they've always been in the middle of this conference, but that 17-point loss to St. Mary's with not such a great record coming from St. Mary's makes this, I think we're maybe getting a benefit of like one and a half, two points with this line. And I think San Francisco is going to be live in this game. This is not the same Gonzaga team we've seen in years past. We just kind of talked about it off air as well, but they don't really have a go-to score this year. No Drew Timmy, no Julian Strother. And Ryan Nemhard just really hasn't stepped into that role as that type of guy. So uh, when you're looking at this matchup, double digits is just far too many points, especially in a game that I think gets played down all the way to the wire. Yep, I am in total agreement with you there. I do think that this is a number that has gotten a little bit overinflated. And I do think that we've got some good value here on the Dons of San Francisco. And I know that in terms of the Metro Atlantic as well, there's a few games that are going to be going down. Typically, we have those for Friday. So Unfortunately, we're going to have a very, very small Friday card, but Ryder versus St. Peter's, the old Peacocks are laying seven points with a total between 133 and 134. I do think that we're getting pretty close to my number, but I do take a look at this spot, and I think that there's going to be very much a lack of scoring. It's a Ryder team that has been able to emerge a little bit recently, and for the St. Peter's team, offense is a question mark. You know that they're going to bring it on defense. Yeah, and what I'll say here, and, and I'm going to sound like a broken record with this throughout my handicapping through all college basketball season for the most part, but perception matters early on in conference play. And when you're looking at a team that's 5-13 and 13, going on the road against a team that's 10-6, and six, then you're going to kind of get some inherent value on that 5-13 and 13 team. And when you look at Ryder as well, this is a team that pretty much returned everybody from last year's squad who really did run this conference every single night just kind of battling and battling and battling in terms of one possession games last year. And St. Peter's, although they are a better team this year than they were last year, this still is a team that can struggle to score buckets during long stretches. And although Ryder isn't great offensively, I, I think they're going to be able to force St. Peter's to kind of hold down that score. So if this game is played in the 50s, I think we're getting a ton of value here. And that's kind of how I see it playing out, too. Yep, I certainly do like the under in this spot as I think that both of these teams are going to be in for a little bit of a slog and for St. Peter's, 
Their main form of offense is grabbing second and third chances because they can't put it in the first time. As joining me on the show, we've got Rob Donaldson, who does great work with the show slash podcast, Rob's Best Bet Show. Joining me on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And I do think that we've got ourselves a good one out there in the Big West Conference as well. UC Irvine, zot zot for the Anteaters, hit the road to face off against Long Beach State. Long Beach State actually opened up a four and a half point underdog. Still seeing some fours out there. DraftKings is out dishing out a three and. I think once you're getting to a three, it's getting to a little bit of a point of no return, but at a four slash a four and a half, I think that there's some good value here on a Long Beach State team that while they don't shoot it well from three, I love this team out there able to provide down low in the post. Yep, we are 100% lockstep here, Greg. I am right on Long Beach State along with you. I mean, these teams are separated about by 15 minutes of actual driving time if you pull up Google Maps. And this is always, every single year in this conference, one of the best little unheralded rivalries where there is tension between these two teams, and they do like to scrap it out. So when you're getting three and a half, four points on the at home um, again, with Long Beach State, who has had some really good play-up spots this year, I think they're going to be ready to go against a rival and a team that's really done well in this conference year after year. So I am all over Long Beach State, and I think they win this thing outright. Yep, with this Long Beach State team, Traore Square, Abacar Traore, along with Lucina Traore, they're combining for about 17 rebounds per game. And against an Anteaters team that they love to get physical and they love to play down low as well. I think that this is going to be a good one, and I'm right there with you. I'm going to be taking a look at the points more so than the money line, but we're both riding that one, and I feel like we're both going to be riding this one as well. Maine hopes to not get Maine at home against Albany. They're finding themselves as four and a half point favorites with a total of 149 and a half, and for Albany, even though you've got some flashy guys that do a solid job on the boards, I really like the way that Maine is able to generate turnovers and wouldn't want to go really past a four and a half, but I'm willing to lay the number here with the Black Bears. Yeah, and Maine from the jump this season was a weird team to me that kind of jumped off the page in terms of what lines they were laying courtesy of the odds makers. And right after the bat this season, you know, they were kind of living up to that billing. They were playing really well up in certain spots against some pretty good teams that in hindsight, you know, they may have lost some games, but they made it competitive against a team that's really outperforming what their their billing was coming into the season. And although Maine is now one in four of the last five, I do think this is a game that at home after four of the last five being on the road is a good playup spot. And I do think they're going to pour it on Albany here. And, and I think this could end up being a double digit winner as well. Yeah, but when it comes to this main team, I absolutely love Kellen Tynes. He actually led all of college basketball in terms of steals last year as well. Not quite as many steals this season, but has done a great job with the offense. And then here's another really interesting one. We go out to the old CAA for this one. Stony Brook versus Monmouth. We've seen this total crater. It opened up at a 146. Now we're down to about a 143 at DraftKings, seeing a few other 144, 144 and a half. But with Monmouth, they're catching three points on the road. How do you evaluate a spot like this with a Stony Brook team that they're starting to build themselves up a little bit more? But now that we're getting to a three and greater, I think that there's starting to be some good value on a Monmouth team that is bombing it from three-point range. Yeah, and this is once again, I think, a, a value um, and perception spot because Monmouth in league play, when you're looking outside of that 10 and nine record is a team that you would kind of think is a 15 and four caliber esque team, but they just played so many tough road games at a conference and up against just high major opponents. And they held their own in all those games. I mean, that loss to Seton hall that they had early in the season came down to the wire. They took Oklahoma down to the wire in the second half, actually had a late lead in that ball game. 
And Stony Brook, I have watched them several times. This is a team that has a definite ceiling and a definite peak. And I'm pretty sure that they're kind of already there. So when you're looking at Monmouth actually being the underdog in this spot, oh, I am all over Monmouth. And, and I, I probably lightly bet this so far. I'm going to probably add to that as the night goes on here. The only complaint that I have with Monmouth is that they need to bring back that fun bench mob that they had many years ago. That was always <laughs> good, clean, quality fun. And then how about if we take a look at this last game, Eastern Kentucky and Jacksonville. Jacksonville, about a 10-point underdog on the road against an Eastern Kentucky team that it feels like they've finally been able to guard the arc. And if they're able to continue to do so, I think they can pull this off by double figures. Yeah, and Eastern Kentucky is a team that just kind of runs this league every single year. And... They've always been a team that really embellishes league play. And like you said, they have finally picked up to a spot where we're finally starting to see the real EKU stand up. And uh, Jacksonville is a team that's really high variance. I think EKU can lay it on here. So I'm definitely all over the laying the 10 and a half with you there too. Yep. Wouldn't want to go really north of a 10 and a half or so, but willing to lay it there and always willing to have you aboard, Rob. You do such a great work. Taking a look at the great game of college basketball and always appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Greg, and enjoy the rest of your show, man. Absolutely. And how about if we go to the Summit League next? We're going to be giving you guys some Summit League play action right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Esports Bank Network. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Rescue Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, and they've got an offer that is going to make the playoffs all the more electrifying as new customers can place a bet of $5 on any game and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. All you need to do is Go to the App Store, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, and utilize promo code VSIN when you do. That is only at DraftKings Sportsbook, utilizing that promo code of VSIN, because over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, 
We've got ourselves a lot of fun to take a look at this weekend in the NFL. We're going to be doing much more of that in our number three. When Scott Reichel of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network joins me, we're going to do that in 30 minutes. The one negative that we've got with the NFL, and I always say this, the fact that they're not going to be playing these games today. We are going to need to wait until Sunday for that. But in the meantime, we've got ourselves a lot of high-quality college basketball action once again, this is one of those days where we've got a lot of stake. There's not going to be a lot of sizzle teams really other than Arizona. You don't have a lot of ranked teams. They're going to be in action, but we've got ourselves a lot of quality basketball. There's a lot of profitable opportunities out there on the board, like with this game of 791-792 out there in the Summit League. Omaha is going to be on the road facing off against Oral Roberts. Omaha finds themselves as an underdog of between four and four and a half points. Your total on this game is 153. Now, if we were looking at Omaha Steaks, they would be a favorite every single time. Very delicious. Omaha, the old Mavericks, not so much, as I do think that you've got a little bit of value here with Oral Roberts. I did set them as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. This is a Omaha team that just really has been looking to slow things down, and to their credit, they do a nice job of being able to take care of the ball. They're only turning the ball over about ten-and-a-half times per contest, but... I just need a little bit more down low. You've got Frankie Fiddler, who's been a nice go-to scorer, 18 and a half points, right around about four boards. And then Markel Sutton, he's able to throw in there in that neighborhood of about six or so rebounds per game. But they haven't gotten as much facilitation out of someone like a J.J. White, who last year gave you north of four assists per contest. Now he's giving you about three assists per game. And feels like it's just a lot of isolation. It's just a lot of herky-jerkiness in general. And when it comes to handicapping a league, like the Summit League, you do want to be noting the travel in this league as well. And I do think that when it comes to conference play, not all conferences are equal with regards to a home court advantage because you've got something like the Summit League where you have to have a school like Oma go over to Oral Roberts, go to the Dakotas, go to Greeley, Colorado. Like, those are tough road trips. Meanwhile, we're going to take a look at the Big West a little bit later on. Every team except for Hawaii is out there in the great state of California. And I know that California is a very spread out state, but at the same time, it's not quite the same. Like the Metro Atlantic, for example, you've got pretty much all these teams in the New York metro area. Santa Fe teams are out there in like the great state of New Jersey. I know that Mount St. Mary's expanded it just a little bit, but it's always something that you do want to be picking up on. And this is a Nebraska Omaha team that has had a little bit of a tough time guarding the three-point arc, and you cannot afford to have that against an Aurora Roberts team that is shooting well north of 37% from three-point range. Isaac McBride, one of the best mid-major scorers that you're going to find in all of college basketball. He's been able to give you north of 20 points per contest. He's shooting it well at north of 38% from three-point range. And as a matter of fact, for Aurora Roberts, I have your top six scores. Five of them are shooting north of 36% from three-point range. Going against a Nebraska Omaha team that, with regards to a three-point shooting defense, they're about 181st in all of college basketball, but it's really gotten bad here in conference play. Last three games are allowing opponents to shoot 43.2% from three-point range, and Oral Roberts' defense has really been eluding them as well. They're about 260th in all of college basketball with regards to opponents' three-point shooting percentage. Going up against an Omaha team, though, that they're not bad with regards to their three-point shooting, but they are far from anything amazing as well. But just with the, all the options that you've got, for the Sora Roberts team, I do think that it's going to take it out of a Nebraska Omaha team that they really don't have great depth with regards to their team. You've got a few guys that are really t- relatively good headline guys, but when you've got guys like Kareem Reed, Jalen Bedford, who are able to combine for about 20 and a half points per contest, both are giving you six and a half boards, both shooting north of 40% from three point range. Sir Isaac Heron, 
He's able to shoot 50% from three. He's been able to give you a little bit of production. You're able to go down the list. I do think that it makes it very difficult for this Omaha team to be able to hold in there. I do think that the overall three-point shooting and the overall offensive production that you're able to get out of an Omaha or out of this Oral Roberts team is just going to be a little bit too much. Though I do want to note that this is a very, very slowed down Oral Roberts team. They're outside the top 250 with regards to total possessions per game. It's an Omaha team that, even though they don't turn the ball over a ton, it's not like they're necessarily too efficient with regards to their possessions as well. This is a Nebraska Omaha team that they're currently clocking in 299th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. Oral Roberts, more around about 200. So I do think that this is going to be a little bit more of a slowdown slog than what we're used to seeing. As a result, I did set my total more around a 146F. I'm going to be looking at the under in this spot. And when it comes to old Oma, I did set them as a 6.5 point underdog. So here at a 4.5, I'm going to be willing to lay the number. Slash a 4, even better, you're going to be willing to lay the number and going to be taking a look at this total under. As well as we are taking a look at the Thursday College Basketball Board right here on the Greg Pearson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And I would not be doing my job if I didn't give you this game. We all love to take a look at undefeated teams and everything like that. Unfortunately, in college basketball, we don't have any of those. But we've got a team that's 0-20 that is looking to snap the streak. 789, 790 on the betting board. Detroit Mercy hits the road to face off against UW-Milwaukee. They might be open for a little bit of mercy in this one because it's been a rough season for them as UW-Milwaukee. Anywhere between 11.5 and 12-point favorites. Draw's game is 155 to 155.5. And the question becomes... Will Detroit snap the streak here? And my answer is no. I set UW-Milwaukee as a 15-point favorite. Last time these two teams played, Detroit got pasted 84-61 to against a UW-Milwaukee team that's playing no defense whatsoever. Like, this UW-Milwaukee team has really fallen off. They've been one of the bigger disappointments in main major college basketball, yet I'm still willing to lay it with them. This UW-Milwaukee team, in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, and keep in mind, you've got 362 Division I schools. They are 351st, yet this Detroit team somehow, someway, is right on the same wavelength of being just as star- sorry while shooting 26.5% from three-point range, being a team that's in the bottom 100 in terms of total possessions per game, yet they're turning the ball over 13 times for contest, and for Detroit, they are 355th in the country. There's points a lot on a per-possession basis. They're also a bottom 30 team in all of college basketball with regards to opponents' three-point shooting percentage. This is also a team that's outside the top three with regards to rebound rate. I am really struggling to see what Detroit does. I mean, forget about well. Like, well is a something that's outside their zip code at this point. Halfway decent would be a good start for Detroit. I think they shoot 72% the free throw line. So I think there you go. And they do now have Jaden Stone back in the fold. He's their top scorer. He's able to give you 19 half points per contest. Shoots in the low 30s from three-point range, which for them is relatively good. And for UW-Milwaukee, it's been an up-and-down season for them. But now they've got B.J. Freeman back. He's able to give you 18 points. He's the only guy in the roster that gives you north of five boards per contest. He's able to shoot in the mid-30s from three-point range as well. So ever since he's been back, this has been a different team as... Outside of him, you were really relying upon someone like Kentrell Pullian, who was able to give you about 11 points per contest. You've had some production out of Marquise Browning, who's been able to give you about three assists per contest. But for UW-Milwaukee, they're going to be able to control the boards in this game once again. They're about 141st in the country with regards to rebound rate. It's nothing amazing, but by committee, they're able to do a relatively solid job. You guys like Faison Fields and company being able to give you some boards. And for Detroit, just been a really sad season for this team. You have to anticipate that there's going to be a coaching change in the offseason as Mike Davis, his son Antoine Davis, 
was at the program for five years that made them not good, but that at the very least respectable. Now, without him in the fold, it has been sadness, to say the least. I set my number at a 15. I'm going to be willing to lay the number, and I just don't think Detroit does their part with this total. They're a slow team that is very inefficient. Set by total 153, looking at the under, and I'm going to be willing to lay it with old UW-Milwaukee. And then when it comes to this game, I think that it is a fascination. 779, 780 on the betting board. You want to talk about a road trip, go from California out to UT Rio Grande Valley as the uh, Vaqueros of UT Rio Grande Valley find themselves as four to four and a half point home underdogs. So this game is 145 and a half. I think Cal Baptist is going to be able to win this game from within, and I'm going to be willing to lay the number. Don't want to be laying much more than what we're seeing right now, but with this Cal Baptist team, I do think that they're going to be able to win the battle down low. You've got a pair of guys in Hunter Goodrick along with Ivan Oriogo. He's been able to give you about eight rebounds per game. Actually, both of these guys, they combine for about 16 or so rebounds per game. And then with UT Rio Grande Valley, they've been able to find some relatively solid pieces in the backcourt, but they just have absolutely nothing down low to match up with that big two. They are really about 300th in the country with regards to rebound rate. And then when it comes to this UT Rio Grande Valley team, they're now dealing with some injuries as well. So... That is going to make it all the more difficult for this team as for UT Rio Grande Valley in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. This team is outside the top 275 and I know that they have been dealing with an injury to Hakeem. I believe it's like Grant. He's got like three parts to his name. He's right now dealing with a little bit of an injury. He's one of their top scorers and he's been able to shoot about 40% for three parts. Jason Abdul Hakeem is the exact name. 14 points per contest. Was missing in the team's last game. Came in from the junior college level. Without him in the fold, I think that's going to be an uphill battle for UT Rio Grande Valley. Did set my total at a 145 and a half. So at a 145 or less, we'll look over and want to lay it with Cal Baptist. And coming up next, we step into the College Basketball Laboratory right here on the Great Peterson Experience. I'm Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 